I always felt like there are so many untold stories in Barbados. So I had this idea to like just interview a couple people that I know that do some really cool things on the island and globally as well. And you know, just put it on camera and just put it out and just see what we can get from it. You know, I think it might inspire others, it might motivate, or it is you could learn from it, you know what I mean? I feel like in our community we don't like share enough and that's what we want to do. We want to share more, I want to talk to people and I share more stories here and more gems here. Um I one of the sayings that I usually say is like a rising tide raises all these ships. So like the more people, the more information we put out there, the more things we share, the higher all the industries would just rise. I just wanna like it just can be like real candid and you know, just say no with um somebody and just like really getting them to tell me their story and I interviewing like entrepreneurs and creatives and so on like that that this and like really dope things. So one of the first people I get to sit down with was Dipu Pajwani. Dipu Pajwani owns Mizaneko. Uh, Mizaneko sells instruments, sells speakers, sells DJ equipment. Fun fact, Mizaneko is one of the first places I worked when I came out of school. Dipu is just not into sales, he's a producer and an audio engineer. He got to work with people like Coldplay, Neo, and our very own Rihanna. The little bit I can link in this video, like basically how the records happened with Rihanna. So they called and um they asked if I had Pro Tools High Definition, and I said, no, I have Pro Tools Limited Edition. And that was the end of that. I was like, okay. So I decided um, we have to step up to, you know, I, just, I had just finished building a really nice recording studio in my basement, and um, I needed to bring it up to standard of the recording standard that there was going on at that time, which was Pro Tools High Definition. And the difference was, to be honest with you, $50,000. I think I had the latest and greatest until I got my bubble burst by saying, oh, you only have limited edition. <laughs> you need to step up, sir. And so said, so done. So yeah, when I looked into it, it was $50,000 later. I actually went and get a loan and took a loan for $50,000 and installed Pro Tools High Definition. Wait, because wait, hold on, hold on. So you had any hesitation at while you were doing this at any junctions were there anything like Dipu what are you doing are you doing are you doing junk there's a risk you know the, it it was definitely a risk every business is a risk right but it's a calculated risk in and calculated risk in faith okay we talked about faith earlier right and as a calculated risk in faith and i know the father had my hand when i decided that i'm going to go and get a loan because it like if you get a loan for fifty thousand dollars for a car you drive that car to a showroom, it's going to be worth $40,000 from the time you drive it out. 20% depreciation, okay? So it's just like taking that same money and investing it. It wasn't an expense. It was an investment, okay? That's why I took it as at the time. It was an investment in my future. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. Now, how did I get Rihanna to come back? So, it's that, so when we put that investment in, and I saw, um, I went to the launch of Music of the Sun at Hilton. At the time they had a launch, they had a show there, right? So within that time, I managed to put it in and I, I just moved quick and I was like, all right, you, you got to step up deep, just do it. And I did it. And then I saw Evan, when we were leaving, I saw Evan and I said, when you guys ready, I'm ready for you guys, right? I can accommodate you. That was it. Um, a year later, um, I'm in Vegas at the CES show for Music and Echo, and I get a call from SRP, and it's Evan, and he goes, <clears throat> yo man, Deepu, um, Rihanna and Neo and Barbados, and they're working on another studio, um, do you mind they come and check out your place? And I'm like, yeah, sure man, no problem at all. Um, so I get, um, my team prepare my room and all that and and I fly back the same time from Vegas the same day and I meet with Tata um, Tata Smith and Jay Brown so Neil was there so both of them came by the studio and they checked it out and said yeah man this is cool you know and then Brianna came Neil came and they recorded I hate that I love you there you know um, it went really nice. She did Good Girl Gone Bad there, all the vocals. And then Neo was like, yo, man, this spot is really cool. It's snowing in New York. You mind if I stay back and do some of my stuff? And I go, sure, let me check my schedule. <laughs> I'm like, sure, man, no problem. And then 
Uh, Rihanna left and then Neo did some of his stuff. So you probably know an album called Because of You. Um, I ended up doing Can We Chill, Do You, you know, all those songs. These are all the vocals for them right here. And he brought in this vocal producer to Barbados instead of flying to New York where it was snowing and it was freezing cold. He came here and he was so inspired by the water and being in the beach in the morning and then going to a facility that felt like he was in New York. But, you know, getting the same kind of, of um, uh, results as being in New York, but being in a barber's environment, we talked about the calculated risk. It paid off right there, you know, because they, they felt like they were in New York because the technology was there to support it. And... Um, yeah, so platinum record for Rihanna, platinum record for Neo, and... Um, but you had to have some kind of vision. You probably foresee, like, other artists, or it was just like, okay, you just want to do this for Rihanna, and you didn't have a clue from there what was the next step? Well, the, the vision of moving to Pro Tools High Definition was that to step up to the level of world class, okay? This is where world class is. Barbados is world-class, but we accept mediocrity too much until we get world-class turn on our face that you need to step up to world-class, which is what forced me to go to world-class. And that taught me, that taught me that we are capable of world-class. We have world-class around us. We have to present and step up to world-class. And that's what I did, right? And Were that's- Were you the only mm -hmm. person on the island with that system at the time? Eddie Grant. Eddie Grant as well. Yeah, Eddie Grant had it at the time. He was the only one that had that Pro Tools high definition. He was recording with that. He had a full Pro Tools rig there. And um, and myself. And um, yeah, and then it led to Coldplay. You know, Coldplay was a big gig for me. And I was like, how did this happen? I didn't even know. And um, so... So it's like you just cracked the door open a little bit and then it just <laughs> flew open. <laughs> well, Rihanna was a game changer. Rihanna changed... Um, the rest of my life, I would say. You know, after recording Rihanna, I got interviewed by um, Vanity Fair in, in uh, France. I interviewed me working with her, you know, German TV, da, 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 all of that. But getting referred by Rihanna is the biggest, I think the biggest referral that you can even ask for, you know? I so, um, yeah, so Coldplay, that's how they ended up in my basement. I'm not a commercial facility, right? I'm a very private recording facility that, you know, as you said, I did this is a passion for me. You know, my everyday business is Music and Echo, but I make music at night, whether it's with Gabby, uh, whether it's with, um, you know, Peter Ram or Little Ray, as I said, with Arturo or with Rihanna. You know, we're stepping up and we're trying to do world-class stuff. So imagine the setting, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Rihanna, um, Gwyneth Paltrow, Chris Martin sitting at a dinner table and, G and um, Chris Martin says, but listen, we're going to Barbados on holiday and we're doing a family reunion there, but I need somewhere to record during the day. And Rihanna says, go by Deepu. And that was it. The next day I get a call from EMI Records. You want to book your studio, block out for two weeks. Um, sure, no problem. I didn't know it was Coldplay until the day before. You know, I had to prepare. He likes ginger beer. We're sending his microphones down. So I had to set up his mics. Because what they do is they start recording in, in UK, right? And then what they do, they go somewhere away where they make all the music and all that with the band and then they go somewhere remotely where just the producer and the, and the vocal go up and just vibe in some place, right? They think in their last album, they did it in upstate New York. Um, so with this album, they decided in Barbados, they're going to do it and they did it in my basement. And they came and they did Every Teardrop Was a Waterfall, which is a song that made it in the back of every Apple TV. So if you pick up an Apple TV box, the, the song that's displayed on the box is Every Teardrop is a Waterfall by, Cop by Coldplay. Wow. And that song was recorded in my basement, wow. right? And not only that, when they were recording uh, Every Teardrop is a Waterfall, he was sitting in the swing at that time in the back of my house, um, in my patio, I had a swing. And he would go up there in between his bricks and he would write. And 
he wrote a song and his song is called Paradise. Mm. So that was written right here in Barbados. Mm -hmm. I guess the environment he was in, that's what inspired him. Mm -hmm. And and he said, they put his lyric swing. Uh, in between, in when I was saying, Chris, you all right? He said, yeah, yeah, I'm busy lyrics swing, lyrics just flowing. And when we talked at the end, it was like paradise. <laughs> it was like, wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. So yeah, I mean, world class. Barbados is world class, man. We got world class right here. <clears throat> so there's a lot more. We now begin to scratch the surface. Waveling. Yeah. Matchup. All right, so the pool, we can pick back up from Rihanna. Yeah. When you got a call yeah. from Rihanna's team. Um, so they called and um, they asked if I had Pro Tools High Definition and I said no, I have Pro Tools Limited Edition and that was the end of that. I was like okay. So I decided um, we have to step up to, you know, I, just, I had just finished building a really nice recording studio in my basement and um, I needed to bring it up to standard of the recording standard that there was going on at that time, which was Pro Tools High Definition. And the difference was, to be honest with you, $50,000. I think I had the latest and greatest until I got my bubble burst by saying, oh, you only have limited edition. <laughs> you need to step up, sir. And so said, so done. So yeah, when I looked into it, it was $50,000 later. I actually went and get a loan and took a loan for $50,000 and installed Pro Tools High Definition. Wait, because wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. so you had any hesitation while you were doing this at any junctions were there anything like Dipu what are you doing are you doing are you doing junk there's a risk you know the, it it was definitely a risk every business is a risk right but it's a calculated risk in and calculated risk in faith okay we talked about faith earlier right and as a calculated risk in faith and i know the father had my hand when I decided that I'm going to go and get a loan because like, if you get a loan for $50,000 for a car, you drive that car at that showroom, it's going to be worth $40,000 from the time you drive it out, 20% depreciation, okay? So it's just like taking that same money and investing it. It wasn't an expense, it was an investment, okay? That's why I took it as at the time. It was an investment in my future and that's what I did. Mm -hmm. Now, how did I get Rihanna to come back? So, it's that, so when we put that investment in and I saw, um, I went to the launch of Music of the Sun at Hilton at the time they had a launch, they had a show there, right? So within that time, I managed to put it in and I, I just moved quick and I was like, all right, you, you got to step up deep, just do it. And I did it. And then I saw Evan, when we we're leaving, I saw Evan and I said, when you guys ready, I'm ready for you guys, right? I can accommodate you. That was it. Um, a year later, um, I'm in Vegas at the CES show for Music and Echo, and I get a call from SRP. And it's Evan, and he goes, <clears throat> Yo, man, Deepu, um, Rihanna and Neo and Barbados, and they're working on another studio. Um, do you mind they come and check out your place? And I'm like, Yeah, sure, man, no problem at all. Um, so I get. Um, my team prepare my room and all that and and I fly back the same time from Vegas the same day and I meet with Tata um, Tata Smith and Jay Brown. I don't know if you know those guys but mm -hmm. if you pick up any Jay Z record. Jay Z guys. Yeah. yeah. That's the right hand and left hand of Jay Z. One handles Beyonce, one handles Rihanna. Mm -hmm. And they were both in Barbados because uh, and they also handle Neo. So Neo was there so both of them came by the studio and they checked it out and said, yeah, man, this is cool, you know. And then Rihanna came, Neo came, and they recorded I Hate That I Love You There, you know. Um, it went really nice. She did Good Girl Gone Bad there, all the vocals. And then Neo was like, yo, man, this spot is really cool. It's snowing in New York. You mind if I stay back and do some of my stuff? And I go... Sure, let me check my schedule. <laughs> like, sure, man, no problem. And then uh, Rihanna left and then Neo did some of his stuff. So you probably know an album called Because of You. Um, I ended up doing Can We Chill, Do You, you know, all those songs. These are all the vocals for them right here. And he brought in this vocal producer to Barbados. Instead of flying to New York where it was snowing and it was freezing cold, 
he came here and he was so inspired by the water and being in the beach in the morning and then going to a facility that felt like he was in New York. But, you know, getting the same kind of, of um, uh, results as being in New York, but being in a barber's environment, we talked about the calculated risk. It paid off right there, you know, because they were they felt like they were in New York because the technology was there to support it. And um, yeah, so platinum record for Rihanna, platinum record for Neo. And um, but you had to have some kind of vision. You probably foresee like other artists or it was just like, OK, you just want to do this for Rihanna and you didn't have a clue from there. What was the next step? Well, the the vision of moving to Pro Tools High Definition was that to step up to the level of world class. OK. This is where world class is. Barbados is world class. But we accept mediocrity too much until we get world class thrown in our face that you need to step up to world class, which is what forced me to go to world class. And that taught me, that taught me that we are capable of world class. We have world class around us. We have to present and step up to world class. And that's what I did, right? And Were that's- Were you the only mm -hmm. person on the island with that system at the time? Eddie Grant. Eddie Grant as well. Yeah, Eddie Grant had it at the time. He was the only one that had a Pro Tools high definition. He was recording with that. He had a full Pro Tools rig there. And um, and myself. And um, yeah, and then it led to Coldplay. You know, Coldplay was a big gig for me. And I was like, how did this happen? I didn't even know. And um, so... So it's like you just cracked the door open a little bit and then it just... Play open. <laughs> well, Rihanna was a game changer. Mm -hmm. Rihanna changed um, the rest of my life, I would say. You know, after recording Rihanna, I got interviewed by um, GQ magazine. Um, I got interviewed by, um, my, uh, sorry, not GQ. It was um, Vanity Fair in, in uh, France. I interviewed me working with her you know, German TV, da, 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 all of that. But getting referred by Rihanna is the biggest, I think the biggest referral that you can even ask for, you know? That's so, um, yeah, so Coldplay, that's how they ended up in my basement. I'm not a commercial facility, right? I'm a very private recording facility that, you know, as you said, I did, this is a passion for me. You know, my everyday business is Music and Echo, but I make music at night, whether it's with Gabby, uh, whether it's with, um, you know, Peter Ram or Little Ray, as I said, with Arturo or with Rihanna. You know, we're stepping up and we're trying to do world-class stuff. So when, <clears throat> so imagine the setting, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Rihanna, um, Gwyneth Paltrow, Chris Martin, sitting at a dinner table and, G and um, Chris Martin says, but listen, we're going to Barbados on holiday and we're doing a family reunion there, but I need somewhere to record during the day. And Rihanna says, go by Deepu. And that was it. The next day I get a call from EMI Records. You want to book your studio, block out for two weeks. Um, sure, no problem. I didn't know it was Coldplay until the day before. You know, I had to prepare. He likes ginger beer. We're sending his microphones down. So I had to set up his mics because what they do is they start recording in, in UK, right? And then what they do, they go somewhere away where they make all the music and all that with the band. And then they go somewhere remotely where just the producer and the, and the vocal go up and just vibe in some place, right? They think in their last album, they did it in upstate New York, um, so with this album, they decided in Barbados, they're going to do it. And they did it in my basement. And they came and they did Every Teardrop Was a Waterfall, which is a song that made it in the back of every Apple TV. So if you pick up an Apple TV box, the, the song that's displayed on the box is Every Teardrop Was a Waterfall by, Cop by Coldplay. And wow. that song was recorded in my basement. Wow. right? And not only that, when they were recording uh, Every Teardrop Was a Waterfall, uh, waterfall he was sitting in the swing at that time in the back of my house, um, in my patio, I had a swing. And he would go up there in between his bricks and he would write. And he wrote a song and his song was, was called Paradise. Mm. So that was written right here in Barbados. Mm -hmm.
I guess the environment he was in, that's what inspired him. And, and he said, um, there's, they put his lyric swing uh, in between. And when I was saying, Chris, you all right? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lyric swing. Lyrics just flowing. And then we talked at the end. It was like paradise. <laughs> it was like, wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, world class. Barbados is world class, man. We got world class right here. So there's a lot more. We now begin to scratch the surface. I think it's about creating your niche. Like, I, my thing will be um, find what you're good at and go and do it. You know, that's what I did. I, I, I found that I was good at creating and, and meshing and, and, and I stuck to that, right? Whether it's working in the studio or coming to present, working in someone's home and creating an environment using technology. Mm -hmm. You know, that's still creating, you know, where you create a button for them, where they create that space because in an experience, you know, what I created for Rihanna in my studio, my basement was an experience that she enjoyed and the result was world-class. And she talked about that experience to someone at, at a table and they came for that experience, right? And then they liked the experience and they talked about it to someone else. And, and that's what creates a story, right? right? But it all has to start with a dream and it all has to start with a passion and believing in yourself, right? Like, how many people you know would go and take a $50,000 loan to get a second chance, not first chance, a second chance at getting them to come back to you? Because you weren't even sure if they were... No, if they would ever come back. No, because yeah. they already turned you down. You're like, you didn't have it. You're not up to par. But faith, right? Destiny had it that I would see Evan leaving, right? At the show. And at that time, I told him. And a year later, when Rihanna said to him, is there anywhere else we could check, it, check out? He thought of Deepu, right? Subconscious, subconscious. It's subconscious in the background, but being ready for that opportunity again is where that risk, risk calculated risk came in. Because it's like, it's like in the store, right? If you ain't got it, you can't sell it. I could tell everybody, yeah, I, I think of bringing in nice headphones. Like, all right, good, check me when you get them, right? Same, same thing. You got to have it. You got to be world class before world class comes to you. What I take away from this too is that you didn't really accept defeat when you get that call and you realize that they walk away because you didn't have the right tools. Yeah. You didn't just go into a corner and just say, man, you believe that, this and this, but you just went on and you did something about it and took the risk, not knowing what is going to happen, but you just like, look, let me be prepared. Do you know how many failures artists have before you see succession? You know how many fail songs artists have before they became a, became like a hit? Like enough. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them feel that they didn't want to become hits. Right? So I think it's about the get up. Right? Not the fall not the falling down. It's about how you come back. Right? That makes it so much sweeter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if, if, if they didn't turn me down in the first place and I get them back again, that to me is sweeter that I got them to come back because they taught me how to become world class. And that's, if I didn't get the failure, I would have never learned. And that's what learning from your failure comes from. And that's what growth comes from. When you get failure in life, don't take it as a stopping stone. Take it as a stepping stone. Okay. Yeah. Got that. You got to read a book soon. <laughs> it's the deep thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> That's your title right there. Yeah, man. Um, so deep we, bites. We deep talk, bites. <laughs> we talk about um, failures. What is the biggest challenge you had to overcome? Or what What are you going to know that you would say it is, is a challenge that you're facing? I, I don't think I'm facing any challenges in life. I'm being so grateful I'm so thankful every day that I feel I'm living a dream. I'm living my dream. And as we, I don't know if we, uh, we didn't do this on camera, but this was my 33rd year running Music and & Echo. And 
I feel that we've now began to soar. We've just arrived and that's the difference between a company that is going to run for 30 years or run for 100 years because the passion still remains. That day one when I had this passion of starting this company, I still, have, I still share that passion. Whether it's, you know, a car sound system or a big stadium that we're doing the sound at, the passion remains the same. It's got to be world class. I think that's what makes the difference between a purpose-driven company and a company that is just there for profits. Yeah, if it was there for the profits, I don't think it would last so long, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, COVID was a big, big game changer yeah. where it was everything just came to a halt and you had to be like, wait, hold on, how do you maneuver around this? You know, I had to I had to pull out my all my business experience of 20 something years of running a business. Try to become, you know, I sold my vehicle to keep my business afloat. And so, yeah, it's it's, it's always been no sugar cake. You got to be there to go through the lows to get to the highs, right? But if you don't know, it's about the same thing of failure and falling. If you don't fall, you, you don't know how to get back up stronger because what that fall just taught you something. COVID taught us a big, big deal. I mean, it was a big game changer, but it was also a time of big opportunity. You know, when, when COVID hit and our business shut down, people were figuring out what to do. We were building this, this facility here during COVID. You know, obviously in, in legal times and all of that. But we we decided that instead of minimizing, we're going to upsize. You know, we're going to create a space that when we come out of COVID, everybody like, wait, 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 what? What is this? I, we didn't expect this, right? So that's what I think uh, the stopping stone versus stepping stone comes in. So we use COVID as a stepping stone instead of a stopping stone to step. You know, it and 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 I tell you, um, in life sometimes you got to take three steps back to jump forward. Like you ever seen a frog leap? You ever see a, a, a frog? If you ever check a video, right, and you want to see a frog leap, he takes three steps back first, and then he pounces. Really? Yeah, he goes, and then boom, he takes a big leap. Mm -hmm. You know, just that you talked about the bamboo having to grow for five years and then it just shoots in the air. So yeah, that's what it is. Um, so you talk about the engineering, Mizunako sales, what other businesses are you into now? Um, I'm trying to do different, different stuff that is making a difference for Barbados. I think our, our, our strong point in Barbados is our people. Okay. All our people are being exported. All our good people. They, they go to university overseas and a lot of them don't come back here. They come back here as retired persons. They come back here for vacation. They come back for crop over. So we get like a brain drainage. Yeah, situation. because everybody, all our, everybody's taking our brains. Everybody's taking our talent. They're, all the world is taking our talent. They're picking up our Rihannas and carrying them out there and show them that we're number one. And we're showing, they're showing us. This is, your, this is your people, right? This is world class level. But you're not grooming them the same way we're grooming them, right? That's what needs to change in Barbados in terms of my opinion, right? I grew up here for, from a little kid, right? And I came through playing badminton for Barbados, for example, as a junior. And what I found is that the mentality of Bajans pushing Bajans needs to change, right? And the older mentality... Like when I would go and play badminton, you would look, you see Bajans playing and look behind, I don't see no Bajans. You see Trinidadians playing and bare Trinidadians in the house. You see Jamaicans playing, Jamaica backing them, Jamaica flags and thing, right? Barbara's mentality was always about how to bring this person back down because he's getting too far ahead. Now that mentality is changing, right? We are in a new breed of everybody should come together and make Barbados world class. Do you see it changing now, or is it a, or is that a vision? That it's beginning to, to change. Yeah, because the leaders are changing, right? The leaders' mentality. Our Prime Minister, the great Mia Motley, you know, she shows the world we're world class, 
She brings world class to the world. So Bajans have to start following that lead and we're start shooting. Yes, exactly. We're small, but we're mighty, and we're mighty powerful. And you know, our, our, our strong point is our people. Everywhere got sun and sand now is the people that Barbados has to offer because our people are world class and our people just need to groom that way now going forward, right? Our industry is the people that are coming and visiting Barbados and that's always been that way for many, many, many years, right? Why do you think the rich and famous gather here? It's because of the people, the experience that they get in Barbados. They could go to other parts of the world and they get the best beaches in the world too. I mean, mind you, we got the best in the world. There's no doubt about it. But our people are world class, right? As I said, it shows in the Rihannas. It shows in the Prime Minister, Mia Motley. And it shows in our people. And we now begin to scratch the surface. So once we change that mentality, then we'll be turning out a lot more world class. And I'm telling you that because I've come from all the way down here where the mentality was like, I ain't sharing, I ain't sharing this and the knowledge with you. And I ain't doing this with you and all that. To, I want to work with you. I want to share my knowledge with you. I want your experience. And we need to openly offer that. So, so tell me about your experience coming up when you were younger. When you were now coming into the game. And you know, like a lot of people weren't sharing information. What mm -hmm. was your way around that? Well, I, there are genuine, genuine people in the industry. I mean, there, there's Nicholas Branker, there's Chris Allman, there's Anthony Lohar, there's Andrew Denny, there's Glenn Johansson, Artur Tappin, and Mikey Husmeyer. All these guys that are staples in the industry, we all grew up together. And when I came back, like I built my little studio in the back of my store, you know, Chris Allman came to me and I shared my idea with him of, well, this is how you do it. Put up this wood here and put some fiberglass and he built his and I gave him my extra fiberglass. So that sharing had always started from back then, right? Obviously, everybody had their little niche of techniques and, you know, like the chef don't always say, was the final ingredient he throwing in there to get his little bouillon flavor, if you want to call it. But, you know, yeah, but you, 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 you always have that um, fun camaraderie going on there. But, yeah, it was it's fun and... I think the the goal was one to try and create good music, you know. And I think where my my hat was, what can I bring to the table? You know, if if I know, like, wait, I got access to selling this stuff. Why don't I try to sell stuff so that everybody could benefit? Because at one time when I started selling gear and I was using it in the studio, a man come and tell me. You ain't shooting yourself in your foot. Cause you trying to you selling the same gear that you use in your studio, so people ain't come and use you. So well, what is that? What, what, what was that mentality telling you? That he didn't want anybody else to have what you have, so that they can only come to you. Yeah, that's a very lack mentality. That's how it was back then. Now, if I thought that way, right, I would have still been just selling pyramid. Right? No disrespect to pyramid. And Gemini, but that's what we started off selling, right? But would I use permanent Gemini? No. I would use Soundcraft. I would use JBL, you know? So the man's like, you should be selling Gemini, but use JBL. So when people want to know where you get JBL from, they can't go and buy it. But we're smarter than that, because if you don't sell JBL, they can find it somewhere else. So I said, maybe I'm shooting myself in my foot, that's fine. But you know what? Everybody, you could give everybody a saw, the carpenter, but then everybody can cut it different, right? Everybody got their own style. Everybody will come in and say, all right, I didn't want to split up the pie too much, but I want to come and bake a bigger pie. Mm -hmm. like, and if we do it together, we, got a, we, we all get a bigger slice. But if we keep slicing from the same small pie all the time, you're getting the same thing all the time. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. And how does the pie get bigger? By creating bigger space, yeah. bigger mentality. And how do you do that? When you unite. Correct. When you unite is when you grow. Right? Yeah. United we stand, divided we fall. When you divide it, it's going to fall apart. So that, that's what's um, coming together. And 
yeah sharing experiences and i find now it's the best time it's now in a different time altogether back then was different right back then you had to go in a library you had to go by somebody had an encyclopedia and borrow the encyclopedia to look up compression or whatever you know now you got encyclopedia at your fingertips right now there's so much information at you you just don't know now you need the experience to help that information right that's where the experience comes in where someone's doing something for 20 years they'll tell you this is what a compression is although the, the it's a real fast way when you turn this this was happened i grew up listening to that i grew up that's what happened but why mm -hmm. why when you turn that why does it happen it's always a full circle and it can always be a problem to solve because before we had a lack of knowledge mm -hmm. now we have an overload of knowledge yes so, so the extended we're going to need guidance and how to filter this knowledge to use it to your advantage exactly exactly <laughs> yeah absolutely well said one of the things I realized that you had a way of partnering with brands. Mm -hmm. What is your, you share, you want to share that technique? Well, the technique is world-class. How important it is to, sh to be with these brands and to align yourself with these brands. I was very strategic in the brands I chose to work with our company. And that came from world-class. So every time I thought about growing to the next level of what we wanted to do, it had to be at a world-class level. I'll explain. So from the time that whole Pro Tools high definition thing hit me, I decided that we're gonna keep world-class in whatever we do. And we're gonna aim to try be as practical as possible. We ain't got millions of dollars that we're dealing with, you know, or hundreds of thousands or anything. So we try to be um, small, in our budgetary approach, but large world class in our thinking and our approach and how we're gonna do this thing, right? And try to be as practical as possible. So we reach out and get world class brands in what we're doing. I, for example, I say the best speaker, when you think about a speaker, what's the best speaker? Oh, I love to use JBL speakers. Well, why not represent JBL? Why not sell JBL? What's the best amplifiers? Who make it up first for 60 years? Crown. Why not, you, why not get Crown? You know, who's doing the best automation in the world? Crestron. Okay, or represent Crestron. You know, and, and that is how I would say where we go, and that's the strategy on who we're going to work with. They don't choose us, we choose them. And that is the strategy on... So if I'm looking to do automation, I would do a little research. I don't need to go by... John Brown's house to get his encyclopedia anymore. I go to Google now and I can see who's leading in automation around the world. Who's doing super yachts, right? We're not, we don't have super yachts here, but we're thinking. Remember we talked about thinking world class. We're thinking super yachts. So when a super yacht comes down, one company can handle them, Music and Echo, because they're doing it. They're working with brands that are handling super yachts, right? So that's the same approach as Crestron, same approach as Harman, same approach as, you know, um, working with JL Audio. Why do you work with JL Audio? Because they got the best speakers for boats. What, what, you want to sell boat speakers? What are the best boat speakers? JL Audio. What are the best speakers for PA and live sound? JBL speakers. We get JBL speakers, you know, and, and so on. And that's how it goes. We're all about world class and we're all about working. We're not, we're not the cheapest. I tell you that for sure. But when you walk in a Mercedes showroom, you know, you could be champagne more or you can't be more people kid. <laughs> but they're brands you can trust. So you're you're paying for, you know, trust. <laughs> exactly. You're paying for that stability, peace that peace of mind. Every time you push that one button, it gotta work. It gotta work. Because remember, those are the caliber of people that visiting here, you know. You know, you know what taught me and what made me a really proud Barbadian? Right? I know you're probably too young for this, but I'll tell you the caliber of people have been visiting Barbados, right? I just turned 40, by the way, two days ago. Okay, good. <laughs> so we can test you now. Congratulations. <laughs> happy, happy belated birthday. So, 1991, Nation newspaper. The front page. Three noses of Concords, right? One, two, three. Three Concords at one airport. The only airport that's probably happened in the world where two British Airways and one Air France 
is at a little island called Barbados. Now, do you know the caliber of people back then that were traveling? They, the richest of the richest, right, have been coming here since then. You know who these people were, though? I don't know who they are, <laughs> but you pass by on boats and see all their homes. And some of them I do get to meet because now I am bringing world-class stuff and I'm bringing world-class automation and we're trying to work with them to, they got world-class homes and they deserve all this world-class stuff in it. So we're finding our ways there. I mean, for one client, for example, had this particular technology, Crestron, right? He had Crestron in his home in Canada. He had Crestron in his home in New York. He had Crestron in his home in France and he bought a home in Barbados. So guess what? He wants Crestron at home here because he want all his homes to be the same. World class. He reaches out to Crestron. We want somebody in Barbados to do this home. Boom, 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 music and echo, called Deepu. So said, so done, we did his home here. World class. When you do quality, quality finds you. You don't have to go out there and sell yourself because they're gonna find you. Coplay found me down inside my basement. Wow. Right, down inside my basement yeah. where you don't even have a sign that's a recording studio there. They find you. Keep doing, keep passionate, keep thinking world class, and the world will find you. I believe that a lot, especially when it comes to branding. I, I use this analogy, you want to be a hunter or you want to be a farmer. Because mm -hmm. if you farm and you brand properly, it's like, okay, you just work on yourself and then eventually it will grow, the crops will grow, and yeah. it will keep growing. Yeah. But when you're a hunter, you gotta keep hunting. hunting. <laughs> when you kill something and you eat it, you gotta, you gotta go and hunt again. Yes. You know, so that's the difference there. It, it, it's so funny because it reminded me of the growth of Music and Echo. I mean, it was probably 15 years in, right? And I was looking for where does Music and Echo go next? Like how, and I was getting tired, tired in the cycle of life. I was unhappy, right? I remember driving in town in 8.30. I'll share this real quickly. Driving in town and um, being a regular merchant, I've always been, get the car park, park at quarter nine, and I parked there and I was looking and I just parked there and I said, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't just keep coming to work for nine o'clock, opening my store and selling speakers. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I, I, there gotta be more to this. It's cause I can't do this. I can't keep, there's no growth in it, right? So that year I took the resolution that I'm going to work on my business and not in my business. Mm -hmm. You know any difference there? Yeah, of course, I know. So it's not that easy, right? You can't just pick up and decide that you're going to grow the business and, and, and leave the business running. Mm -hmm. You got to set it up so that the in the business is all running in a, in a well-oiled machine. And then you go out and, and, and that, on that day is many, and I was driven again. And I was like, this is why I put it in place now. And then, I, then within a year, I put that in place and I left my desk. Mm -hmm. And once I left my desk, I was the hunter. Mm -hmm. I was the hunter you talked about. Right. At that time, TGIF was opening mm -hmm. in, on the South Coast. And, and that was my first stop. And I stopped there and, and then I said, well, you're opening a place here. Well, come here, like, restaurant, come here. I said, you can want some music. You got a restaurant, come here. Obviously, you can want some entertainment, you want music and things. Oh, no, no, we, we got it covered. We got it covered. We, we got a relationship with someone already. And that, that, that. I'm like, all right, you don't want a second coat? You want something to compare to? He's like, uh, yeah, sure, sure, no problem. And hunter, right? When a hunter hunts, he, he's thirsty, right? You, you want a kill. So we went in for that kill. And, I, and the way you hunt that kind of kill is what will your competition bring? And what are you bringing? That going to make a difference. So you gotta look for a differentiator now. Yeah. yeah, because there's always a differentiator. You remember we talked about what are you bringing to the table, and why are people gonna choose you? Right, being a goat and a sheep. Because if everyone is doing the same thing, the only competition is price now, and then that's what can run 
because you can press down into the ground. <laughs> yeah, so if you if the, you can't Race be to the bottom. Yeah, or, or, or completely oppressing yourself yeah. or or offered some better features for similar price. So added value. Added value, exactly. In terms of the farmer and the hunter, there's there's a time that you go in and out. So for instance, you create a system because mm -hmm. you were on the business and you were in the business. Yeah. So you create a system so it's kind of like automated in the business so you don't have to be there daily. Daily operate, yeah, exactly. But then you go and do the hunting. Yes. While farming going on. Yes, like, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly it. it yes, it, yes, it. yes, yes. I'm learning now, I'm learning. <laughs> well, they, they, these are the, um, I guess, the, those are the gems and the ingredients of growth. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you want to grow, but how do you grow sustainably where you don't break what you've grown? You know, you, you don't want to break something else, uh, break something that's going to start something else. You want to be able to sustain it and keep everything harmonious while still trying to grow your brand, while still keeping passionate, you know, while still. So it's I think it's a balance. Do you think it's a, a difference in personality? Because you just talked about something where you got to a point where everything just felt like a loop. Mm -hmm. And you just you got there are some people that are comfortable or you just don't want to come out of that zone. You think, it, what made you so different? Is, is it, did, were you exposed to something? Was there something that you saw that made you say, well, look, um, now nah, I can be world-class, you know, that brought in the horizon? I think it was, it was a um, natural progression, right? right? Where, what's next because remember we talked about i always wanted a better version of myself mm -hmm. and also a better version of the company and a better version of barbados right so how do you align all of that that's so in life you always got to have a goal that you want like what you want in your life what's your goal right if your goal is so and so and it's a really tall ask right it's a really tall goal then you put it in the back of your mind and you get on with your everyday life. But every day, you keep a little glance at that goal. And you'll see how things naturally start to progress. Where things start happening in your life. Where the goal automatically starts to look almost like possible. And that's what it is. And there's a natural progression to moving to the next level. Right? And that's where the world class comes in. And that's where um, keeping passionate comes in. And finding the best out there to work with. Why would they want to work with you? Well, why are we, we going to choose you? That to me is challenging. So you got to choose me because I am right for you. Right? And you're right for me. So I think it's going to be a good marriage. And we're going to grow together. And when I work with a brand, like, JBL, these guys have been working for 15 years. Some brand been working for 25 years since we started, right? And that's growth together, right? Because we have similar goals and views. They ain't just buying one off. No, and that's why with our company, we're now at, we sell at Spirits, we sell solutions. We don't sell speakers only. We don't just sell speakers. You will come in here and ask somebody, I want a speaker. What was he ask you is, what is the speaker for? Is it, is it a car? It was a car speaker. What kind of amplifier you got? We can ask you questions because we are passionate about what we do. So that we want your experience to be really good. So that when your experience is good, you're going to tell someone that my, I had an amazing experience. With, when I, and up to now I use these speakers. I'm hearing that word experience. It seems to be the common thread through everything that you're doing. That's our logo. If you if you see our logo, our brand new logo, our our we we change our slogan to experience innovation. Mm -hmm. Now, where does that come from? Natural growth. We want people to experience the innovation that we create for you, right? We are creating your experience for you. Whether it's you push that one button and it creates that experience of the lighting coming and creating that nice scene and the vibe and you're going to watch that movie, that, that scene that it creates for your dinner, you know, that it's an experience, right? People are more into experiences now. 
You know, people want experience. People, they, they walk in somewhere and the, the place they go for dinner and stuff, it's the experience. The vibe of the place and the music and the ambiance and, oh, they had the music playing and the, but if it's a, like, the whole thing, the experience got to be good, not just the food, yeah. you know? Well, actually, I found myself, like, going to places that the food may not be the best, but everything else kind of make up for it. Exactly. And that's where I choose to go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Then there are some places where it's good sometimes and then sometimes it's not. But at least when I go somewhere, you you kind of know what to get, where you get it. Yeah, know? exactly. So it's, that's where the trust comes in. And that's we talked about the brand stability, working with that trust, you know, having that trust that every time you it's like Mercedes. Every time you get in a Mercedes and you take that ride, it's going to ride a certain way because that's how Mercedes ride, right? So similarly, when you, the brands that we represent, we want to offer that level, right, to our clients so that their experience is always Mercedes level. Now, I'm not saying that it's the cheapest, right? But world class, there are ways of doing things that are world class, but we don't want to be pennywise and pound foolish, right? You invest one time, and that's our motto. You invest one time, and you do it right. You know, at, at uh, one time somebody said, well, you sell such a good brand, you don't see people coming back to you all the time. I don't. I don't want to see you come back to me. I want you to recommend somebody to come to me. Well, and when you said, my experience was so good, my speaker's still working, I don't need to go and see Deepu. You got a brand new showroom. I love to walk in there. I won't go in there just for just to, to to be in a space that makes me feel good, right? But I will I will speak to someone on the experience, and that to me is more important than the speaker breaking out every year. He come in every year to buy a speaker from me. Some people go on that business model. Yeah, they do <laughs> because well, you know, good luck to them. But that's their business model because they want to sell the cheapest because they want to sell six or one for two dollars. I want to sell one good one for $12. You know, the six of one, that's same, that's $12 as well. But the headache of changing it six times. I want to pick your brain for a couple more secrets. Like, all these things that you're into, like, mm -hmm. how do you manage your time? How do you balance life, personal and business? Um, it's the same thing as working on my life. <laughs> You know, on my business, on my life. So now I, I'm at the stage where I don't need to work in my business. Remember we talked about that. So I got a well-oiled machine. I got a beautiful team. I'm very thankful to all of them that everyone executes their job and they love it. We have a team that's all passionate the same way. So, and it's really hard to get that. So I'm grateful. Um, so I balance my time with discipline. I think that's the biggest driving factor you know, this morning I was at the beach. I walk for 30, 40 minutes. I exercise, I play squash, you know, I swim. So I get to do my time. That's my time. When I spend an hour doing my thing, everything stops. You know, when, so you got to discipline. I believe in, you know, I always told, told my kids, pay attention, you know, to the, like, enjoy the moment. If you're eating, enjoy like chew and enjoy the food you know enjoy what the chef put together for you stop thinking about worldly matters and stop thinking about this person did this to me and that to me because you're not enjoying the food that way so i can't eat and scroll on instagram <laughs> you, you you can but then you're not really giving it that you know so get what i say is 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 uh, pay attention to the given task. Be present. So, yeah, be, be, be present. yeah, be present. And and I find we, we, we're constant. All of us are sitting on Instagram constantly and, and looking on social media. I think when put it down, spend some time, you know, and have that discipline. Like, put the phone down and it's time to do this. Whether it's, whether it's exercising, whether it's, you know, stopping to make a meal or feed your dog or go for a walk or take your dog for a walk or you know i think it's balance because if it was just work i would look like 70. <laughs> <laughs> and i went to join barb i renew my membership <laughs> the other day and he man gave me a form for 40 to 45 and i was very 
grateful to him because I'm going to be 52 just now ain't, and he was and he no was shocked huh? ain't no joy in the club exactly the club. yeah so you can go and join and he will give you the right form <laughs> and he would look at me what are you doing in here <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. so yeah I mean I, I think the key is is keep yourself happy right? remember Yodo right keep yourself happy because when you're dead that's it no more turning back but every day you get to live you get to choose you get to create your destiny you get to create your own future mm-hmm. but is there something if you could go back in time you see all of this now and you could go back in time is there something that you would say to that Dipu, like in 1991 for instance 1991 i was so driven playing sizzler in the back of my car with two 12-inch speakers pounding driving down to the street let me tell you life was amazing dude <laughs> i tell you life was amazing i just came back from school i now set up a studio cutting tracks with peter ram listen life was good right and you know why it was good because i was happy i was happy doing and up to now same thing i was happy about doing stuff that you're passionate about you know remember i was always passionate right and about music so i i I always try to find a way of staying connected to music Mm -hmm. whether it's working in my everyday job to doing things at night to doing stuff that is uh recreational Mm -hmm. music soothes the soul Mm -hmm. so if i continue with with where i'm even working with that where I'm soothing other people's souls by selling this stuff, then, you know, the rest is a bonus. Right. You know, I, I, then I'm living, you know where they say, if you get to love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Correct. I don't feel I work a day in my life because I'm constantly creating and doing what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And make people happy and get the results that, you know, when people say you... I don't get goosebumps, boy. That to me is one of the biggest returns. And I've had a few of those moments in life where we've created those goosebump moments, whether it's recording with Coldplay or, you know, being in an event where we set up a sound system and you just close your eyes and you feel like you're in the middle of, uh, of an amazing concert and the sound is so good it's giving you goosebumps. I've had those, and those are driving factors of you know what's to come that there's a lot of growth left in Barbados for this and we're world-class and we're only scratching the surface and we're gonna keep growing and we're gonna keep creating world-class and show the world that Barbados is tiny but extremely powerful I go back real quickly I mentioned you know um, um, one of the heroes Errol Walton Barrow said Barbados can be like a Singapore one day. You know, Singapore and Barbados are almost the same size, right? They're very tiny. But if you look and see where Singapore is with these skyscrapers and all that, Barbados has that pack to it has that power to pack that punch, right? But it just needs to do it united. What are some of the ingredients you think we will need? The people and united people believing in each other mm-hmm. to lift each other up i think it's a it's a mindset as well yeah a, a big mindset shift we need for sure listen exactly so the 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 mindset we talked about of lifting each other up the way you lift each other up is you support each other you support each other when you fall mm-hmm. and you give them a hand to lift up because we all gonna fall our mind our mindset back in the years was or he fall down the he go long I'm moving along. No, it's about lifting each other up. And once we lift each other up, then we all going to grow together. And as you said, it's a mindset. And the mindset is changing, right? Because slowly, 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 the older mindset has no choice but to disappear, right? Because all the younger ones are coming forward. The world is changing. Leaders are changing. And the mindset is slowly inevitably going to change right so another thing um because i think you're you're so lucky and blessed to be main passionate what would you do 
there are some people out there who kind of go between passion and punishment. Meaning, like there are some people who love music, let me use that as an example, but they may be working in an atmosphere that's toxic. Yeah. So then it kind of it kind of hinders the relationship with the passion. Well, how would you combat that? I mean, if if you be in a toxic environment all day and then you go to create music at night, your music is going to have toxicity in it, right? Because you're in a toxic environment and this is what you're bringing into your music. You need to be, so, you know, it, it, it's like being working in a in an environment that you're not happy, but this is your happy place. You what about clients? How about, how about, let's say you are a producer, which you are, and mm -hmm. you have to work with like toxic artists that are just giving you a headache. <laughs> and it, it gets to a point, man, I can't, I can't deal with this anymore. Like, how, how, how would you face that? I mean, in, in it's you have to keep your calm and you have to keep your professionalism of what you're bringing to the table, right? You don't get personally involved if the person is toxic. You don't let that affect you, right? You don't let someone's karma change your karma, mm -hmm. right? If that person is doing something toxic, you don't let the toxicity get inside you so you become toxic, right? You got to block that toxicness out. And that's where your discipline comes in, right? You got to be disciplined that you don't allow that to become part of you. Right, and if you do, then you need to to step back and say, "No, this is not me. Like this doesn't feel good." Right, and from the time you realize it, you need to step up. You know, some people just keep taking it in and taking it in, and then blow up one day. Right, but that is not your best approach because that is going to affect everything around you. And that's going to affect your everyday life as well. You ever heard of a clean inside means a clean outside? Correct. You know, a lot of people are sick because they're not clean inside. Right? So if you keep that toxicity inside you, then you're going to end up sick outside as well. Mm -hmm. And that's how a lot of diseases are formed. Right. My mom died of cancer. Right? She didn't smoke. She didn't drink. She didn't go partying. She died of cancer because she took on everyone's worries. Stress. She took on everybody's stress. Right? And when you take on that inside you, that taught me that. That taught me like, don't put that inside you. That's going to kill you. You know, everything in moderation and be disciplined. What is your ultimate purpose? My ultimate purpose is to keep my soul happy and enjoy the journey and try to help someone, try to inspire someone. Mm -hmm. If this story inspires one person, then I think we did a great job. For sure, <laughs> many, many people are yeah. sure that. So we're gonna wrap it up here now. I don't have any last words you wanna. Um, I'm grateful. I'm thankful to you and your team for choosing my too. story. Thank you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well um, it's it's been an amazing journey. I I feel like I'm still I have a lot to offer, and you know we talked about that goal like set in the back of your mind. Mm -hmm. My goal is and my inspiration is is a man named Quincy Jones. Okay, Quincy Jones made Thriller at 54. Wow. He was 54 years old when he made Thriller. He did 25 years to 30 years of recording and production with no kind of success to that level. That's crazy. And <laughs> then at 54, <clears throat> now 54 at age 54, people like, like to start hanging up things like, yeah. I had my chance, I'm down with that. A man made a Grammy winning record at 54. Well, I mean, that inspires music, me. 
in music, I think people hang out way longer than that. Yeah, exactly. If people get in their 30s and, and say, nah, we're going to look for a nigga fight. <laughs> that is inspiration because remember at 54, he, that he was inspired that he's going to bring something different. That's going to change. That's going to make a change in the world. And I feel I still got that in me, so I'm only gonna hit 52, so I still got some years left. You're saying something there um, about keeping a goal in your back of your head, and you think that that's really important because I think people keep the goal so much in their face. Yeah. And when you're not achieving that goal in day one or day two or year one, is you're being frustrated. Yeah. And then you gain. You want to give up. Give up. But whereas you're saying to take, you think about the macro, but then think about the micro steps. Steps. Day by day. So there's this thing that I would say is dream big, think small. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like you, you keep the dream big, but every day you just, you know, you chop up your dream and your mission yeah. into little small pieces. That's that, it. Like keeping the goal in the back of your head, taking yeah, little exactly. steps towards that goal. And and all those failures, remember we talked about stopping stones, st turn them into stepping stones. Mm -hmm. And that's little, little steps, that's your little steps, that's yeah. your little steps. Yeah. Yeah. I, love, I love putting these things to analogies, because even with failures, a hundred pages of failures could give you one book of success. That's it, <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, so thanks for meeting with me, Dipu. Thank it's you. My pleasure. Thank you, Future. Thank you. And keep dreaming real. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and um, I, I must say on this audio that this was my working for you was my second job. Right. And ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's a pleasure. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. It's always a pleasure working with you. Yes. And it's yes. always pleasant. I learned a lot here for sure. Thank yeah. you. Thank you.